Hey everyone, welcome back to Navigating Netflix Originals. As always, I'm Madison, and as always, I'm joined by Jamie. Hello. And welcome back to our podcast. We are doing yet another series for you guys this week. We're we're really on a series kick this last couple of <laughs> couple of recordings anyways. Yes. <laughs> Um, and we are going to be discussing the Netflix original series called Tore, which I believe was originally filmed in which language, Jamie? Swedish, I believe. Swedish, okay. Um, and it, it is dubbed and subbed, so if you're like me and prefer to watch the dubbed English version, you are able to do so with this series. Um, so it was advertised in their like little... Um, trailer on netflix essentially it being like a kind of coming of age story about a young man called Tore who loses his father and kind of it's made to seem like he kind of gets into like drugs and alcohol and and kind of finds himself i guess Um, and i was expecting or anticipating a much more like light-hearted kind of funny not quite like comedy, but like just yeah. more enter- like like humor in it. But yes. it's actually quite a serious drama. <laughs> and so I was a little taken aback by that, especially like in the very first episode where his father's just like smashed by a garbage truck. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. that, that wasn't funny at all. <laughs> yeah. But um, it was it was still good, just not what I was anticipating. <laughs> yeah, I had a I had a similar expectation as well. But yeah, it was good. It was um, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of uh, the show is just some. How does someone deal with grief? And you know how it shows how destructive that process can be for some people, uh, specifically Tori. And <laughs> um, and yeah, there's a little coming coming of age, but also he's 27, so like. Right, so he's kind of already come of age. <laughs> yeah, but he's still very like sheltered from a lot of things. So it's yeah, it's it's an interesting little series, and it's very short, only it is. six thirty-minute episodes. Yeah. <clears throat> so, for my opinion, yeah, Tori becomes like a very unlikable character. Yes. And, oh and very quickly, like by the second episode, I'm like, hmm, I already don't really like you. <laughs> like I understand watching your father get hit by a garbage truck right in front of your eyes is a traumatic experience, but that's not an excuse to treat your best friend like shit. Right. <laughs> like you should be going to her for support, but instead he goes to like this bar that's on a boat yeah <laughs> and like starts trying alcohol possibly for the first time in his life that's a little unclear but if he had alcohol before this point i think it was in very small quantities and not like getting wasted um yeah and start getting into acid and like or lsd and gets, goes down these completely like terrible choices for like paths after his during his grief trying to like yeah. deal with his father's death um, and he very, he really like is an unlikable character <laughs> by the end of the series. Yeah. I mean, he redeems himself a little bit in the last episode, but yeah. 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 It's tough to watch, but like, I guess I can understand wanting to not face, especially if you just witnessed your father getting hit by a truck or whatever, like trying to, cause he essentially just shuts out reality for a bit. Right. Cause like that scene, he just goes in and starts doing the funeral duties of that he was right. meant to do for his job. And it's right. like, yeah, it's his his unwillingness to face the fact that his father was killed 
just leads him to cut out all, pretty much all relationships in his life for a bit and and or just yeah pretend like nothing is different which is kind of like I don't I don't know if disturbing is the right word for it but a little disturbing to watch <laughs> and, and not healthy like no. not a healthy way to deal with grief at all and like I understand that the like his relationship with his father when his father is killed is a little strained. Yeah. We're kind of given the backstory that like his, his mother had died a long time before this point, and he had been very close with his dad. But like that morning before um, his father is killed, his father had kind of come to him and said, "You know, I think it's time you move out. You're 27. You know, you should shouldn't be still living at home at this point." And and I think Tori was very against that idea like he didn't understand why he should have to move out of the house you know he was working with at his father at their business which was like planning funerals yeah. <laughs> ironically um and and so like when his dad is killed he kind of just goes into like autopilot of doing his job every day everybody else around him in the workplace is all like maybe you should take a week or two off and he's just like nope i'm gonna work and we're not going to talk about my dad kind of thing. <laughs> and then, like, he finds out later on that his dad had actually been, like, planning yeah. to fire him. <laughs> I think kind of, like, he probably wasn't really going to fire him so much as, like, encourage him to look for a job someplace else. Like, just go out and explore life. But he, I think Tori definitely takes it as, like, his father is going to fire him and leave him homeless and jobless kind of thing. He's kicking him out and firing him from his job. Yeah. Um, and and so he's dealing with like feeling like he doesn't understand or know his father anymore at the right. same time at, and he can't talk to him because he's dead you know he just died so he can't like confront him about any of these things either yeah um but i still feel like the way he handles his father's death is not good <laughs> no it's definitely not yeah and yeah it's it's an interesting thing too because then of course like some of those feelings he starts taking out on the poor dog as well, MJ, yeah. and ends up yeah. selling her because, I don't know, she frustrates well, him one day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think maybe he wanted to get rid of MJ because originally it reminds him of yeah. his dad. It was his dad's dog um, <laughs> called MJ or Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Okay. MJ is a yeah, it's interesting too. Like, so one of the things he does that because MJ always liked to run upstairs and try to get into the father's room because I guess right. that's probably where she slept. But she's probably looking for him too. She that too. Understand. Yeah, but Tori, like, yeah, at one point blocks off the stairs. But also, like, that's a big thing too. Is that it's almost becomes like a little cat, like time capsule because like he also refuses to go back upstairs. Like he's living right. basically in the living room. And which is also, you know, not, not terribly healthy. So maybe he'll overcome that eventually as well. Just like right. later on, which, he does go up there and trash the room. But <laughs> and like before his father died, like where he must have had a bedroom of his own because the upstairs seems to just be his father's room. So like, why is he not using his own bedroom? <laughs> I want to say that, yeah, I want to say that we probably didn't see the rest of the upstairs, but I assume his actual bedroom must be up there too. Yeah. As possible, I suppose. Yeah, and then, yeah, he just refuses to go up there, but... Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, during his destructive phase, he does at least meet a couple good people, such as Shady Meat and Lo. Lo, yes. while Lo seems kind of erratic and maybe unstable, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Shady Meat at least seems like a nice person. 
Shady Meat. <laughs> that Shady Meat is in the trailer. Uh, she's a drag queen, and I definitely thought there was going to be a larger drag queen presence in this yeah. show. She's in it a little bit, um, but like I was expecting more drag queens. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. Well, at the very yeah. end, we do get Tore, you know, in in drag. So I guess there's two, but. <laughs> I called that in my mind. Oh, like, really? The very first, like when him, like when Tori and Shady meet first, sort of become like friends um, in like the third episode or whenever that happens. I was like, oh, I bet she's gonna get him into drag, like to like help him heal. He's gonna get into drag. Yeah. And that yeah. it didn't happen, and it didn't happen. And I was like, oh well, maybe it's just not gonna happen. But then it did happen. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. If there's a season two. It's gonna be like all about Tori's drag dragging experiences. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there must. I mean, I don't know if they're going to do a season two, but like clearly this was not a limited series because the ending is, I mean, yeah, very I up in the air. <laughs> yeah. Not only with like, you know, you know, at the end when they go and steal Cher slash MJ back, um, which luckily by the end, he's like made up with Lynn, his best friend and the yeah. kids. So that's good. He's He's done some positive steps towards like, you know, adulthood and healing. But then like, Oh my gosh, everything with the florist, Eric, and he's still not over really like the things with his, his the like feelings he has about his dad and stuff. It's there's a lot of stuff that could go into a season two. Yeah. But oh my gosh. Yeah, Eric's situation. Oh my god. The Eric situation is like I get like seeing somebody and thinking, Oh, that guy's cute, you know, yeah. but like kind of full on stalks him for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally just, like, gets in his car as he's driving down the road at one point. And Eric, like, it becomes clear later on is... It was clearly in, like, a long-term relationship with another guy and had recently decided to separate from this person. So he's, like, not really in a spot to, like, be looking for a new relationship at this point. And things go sideways when he invites... Tore over and they're gonna like get it on and then yeah. his ex shows up and says oh i'm ready to have kids now yeah. <laughs> and, and eric's like okay you need to leave yeah i'm so <laughs> but, sorry but like that scene like because you know he's when someone like buzzes at the door he's just like i have to go check that but you keep going and then yeah. like <laughs> oh my god and then tori of course overhears everything because it's an apartment and not a mansion and right but then, like, aggressively masturbates just to, like, prove a point or something. I'm like, what is happening here? Because Eric told him to keep going. I know. I was like, this is the most awkward thing I've oh seen God. in a while. Yeah, that was definitely an awkward scene. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in Eric's defense, I don't think he expected his ex to be at the door. He probably no. thought it was something he could, like, shoo away, you know? And... But that it's his ex being like, must be the reason that they decided to break up was that his boyfriend wasn't willing or ready or whatever to have children. And now he's realized that he is kind of thing. And Eric obviously is going to get back together and like pursue that idea with his ex. But um, leaves Tori in a a bad situation. (laughs) Yeah, I guess even the more disturbing thing after that scene is that as Tori is like running away, he just smashes his head into the wall. Yeah. And, and like, is then bleeding. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, this is a dis- self-destructive path that you're on, Tore. Like, you I need mean, to get a grip, my good guy. 
he's been on a self-destructive path since like the very first yeah. episode where he goes to the the boat club and gets drunk and then leaves with a creepy guy who like basically sexually assaults yeah. him quite does in an alley and then like ends up befriending him sort of and like doing acid or lsd with him multiple times <laughs> yeah and then so he's, he's on a very self-destructive path <laughs> yeah i think the the only like non-destructive relationship really in this series is with uh tore and heidi the old woman <laughs> yeah i mean and that kind of backfires with yeah. him at well because Heidi is this older lady who I mean she's probably in her 80s she's just lost her husband and she's very depressed about it and I think that she kind of understands that Tori has also recently lost somebody that was important to him so like she's kind of asked him like how how do you move on and he's he's talked to her and they've kind of come to the conclusion that the nights are the hardest and eventually Tori kind of tells her that he's been doing LSD and during his trips he is seeing his father and it's like a very moving kind of experience for him because the up until that point anyways the experiences with his father in the lsd trips had always been positive you know where he was telling him that he loved him and all these things so she's like you know i i would love to see my husband again i would love to dance with him again so so tori gives her lsd um but that backfires when her kids find out about it yeah which, and, then, and then he's basically fired and I, and or arrested soon, like TVD, I guess. I mean, he didn't sell it to her. He didn't have any at that point. So I don't feel like no. they could arrest him, but I don't yeah. know. And she's off age. It's not like he gave it to a minor. But right. True. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I don't really know what Sweden's laws are on those. Yeah. I mean, that's just <laughs> that's really just like more infantilizing Heidi, which is what her, her kids seem to be doing to her, like treating her like a kid making her move into a home and like all this stuff yeah which is why i don't really understand why she told her kids that this had happened because she had to have understood this wasn't going to go well for tori if she told her kids that tori had given her lsd i'm assuming um, i'm assuming the one probably overheard because they were talking about it and then she was suddenly in the doorway so she might have overheard snippets and then was able to be like listen i heard that you were doing something like or right. with or Maya or whatever and it may may something my I don't know was you know the other old lady had gone looking for it so I'm sure she yeah. probably overheard something yeah yeah because apparently Heidi had also told her friends about it <laughs> yeah go up at the the um funeral home wanting to buy acid or LSD off of um off yeah. of Tori yeah. thinking that he sells it but really he just stole it from what was yeah. his name that other guy Vigo yeah, Vigo. <laughs> See, this is the thing about the of the LSD though that's kind of like frightening and and worries me if I were to ever try that is like I mean, Tore, yes, he's having a good vision of his father who's floating outside of the fucking balcony and then right. he falls out of the fucking second story window. Oh and like did he fall or did he jump? It's a little unclear. Yeah. A little True. bit of bolt, maybe. <laughs> but then, of course, like poor little Alfred sees him just bleeding out on the ground. Oh, <laughs> he's just like he's dead in the back garden. <laughs> I know, and the fact that they almost just I drove know. away. <laughs> he could have died, uh, probably. I don't know, out in the cold, knocked out. 
knows? And like and the first thing Lynn does when she goes and finds him is like move him and it's like, why are you not calling the ambulance? He could definitely have neck injuries. He yeah. clearly either fell or jumped out of a window yeah. and has been laying on the ground all night in the snow. Like, don't just take him back inside. He's not okay. That's true. <laughs> PSA, if you find someone who's fallen out of a however many story window, don't shake them awake because... <laughs> Move them. Just call professionals because they could have a neck injury. <laughs> but um, that's apparently not the case for Tori. But yeah. but yeah, no, I agree with you. The idea of like, if you were to do any kind of hallucinogenic like that, wanting to have somebody who was not... Yeah. In that stage, like somebody who was sober to like make sure you don't accidentally fall out of a window. <laughs> right. Well, and clearly, like Vigo was in the apartment with him, but then he just left the next day without knowing where he is. Like, surely the like sliding door is left open from the window. Like, I'm confused about why he, how he didn't see him, or did I mean, he? I, and he's like, I don't want to be implicated in this. Bye. That's possible, yeah. I assume Vigo was also, you know, under the influence of LSD at the time. I don't think he was, you know, just sitting there sober well, no. or anything. But, like, but, it, um, but he's gone he by really? the time Lynn's there. So it's like, right. where'd he go? I definitely, yeah, he probably just, like, came to and maybe saw Tori and was just like, mm, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be in this situation. Because <laughs> he did kind of look dead, you know. He had blood yeah. on his head. It's just laying lifeless on the ground. Yeah. So, but yeah. So Tori's Tori's life is, and he's like continuing like each episode. Lynn is kind of presented to be like his best friend for many years at the very beginning of the show, and every episode he pushes her further and further and further away. Um, at one point, she pretends to have tried to commit suicide to, like, try and prove to him that he still cares about her, which in itself feels a little toxic, but it also yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, I was like, I, I get where she's coming from, but at the same time, like, clearly this is someone who's, like, suffering mentally from the loss of his father at that point, and not knowing right. who, who he is as a person. And so, yeah, that's that's a bit... Like, I'm not surprised that it backfired. <laughs> no, no. It's, I'm kind of surprised that she did it to begin with. I know. Because, it, I don't know, you, you don't, we don't know a whole lot about Lynn, like, and her backstory and her life, but it just it seemed a little out of character for her to, like, pretend to kill herself just yeah. to, like, point to Tori. But maybe at the same time, she didn't really know how else to get through to him. She thought, well, maybe if he sees me like this he'll understand how i felt when i found him on the ground and it'll prove to him that he does still care about me but yeah you know it doesn't really work the way that she was hoping it would well he just gets that she did it yeah well and the thing that annoyed me most about that too is that of course after that he runs to shady Shady meat and like he could have literally just said like you know We've been arguing, yeah, we've been arguing, and then she pretended to be dead to, like, see, make her, make me realize that I still cared for her. And that alone, I think people would have been like, oh my god, what the fuck is wrong with her? But instead, he twists this whole story about her being homophobic and saying how it's not right, and then they go and egg the house. I'm like, Tore, like, literally, you could have just been honest here. Like, what is the point, you know? And, like, Shady Meat eventually, like, at the end of it, she sees through it and she realizes, like, after they bag the house, that, like, Tori's clearly lied to her about what's going on between him and Lynn. Yeah. But at that point, it's also kind of too late. They've already egged her house. Right. 
And Shady Meat's just like, we're leaving. We don't want to be a part of whatever this is. <laughs> but also, like, at that, like, what is up with Lo, who is just screaming, like, I mean, the sub said, show me your titties. And so she's just, like, screaming obscenities at Lynn. And I'm yeah. like, why does that have anything to do with any of that? Like, I'm confused. <laughs> like, you may scream you're homophobic or whatever, but, like, then you're, right. I don't know, being very odd at the same time. And- Lowe definitely did not seem to pick up on the fact that Tori had been lying to them mm-hmm. about Lynn being homophobic. She was just like, she was just like ready to go to war. Yeah. <laughs> was all fired up and, and angry about anybody being a homophobe. <laughs> I know. Which like, again, like I get it if she was screaming things like, right. Yo, you're a homophobic bitch or whatever, but like, what? Show me your tits. Yeah. That's <laughs> What kind of thing to scream? (laughs) Maybe it was dubbed differently. Maybe you wanted to see your tits. I don't know. I mean, hey, I guess, but it seemed odd. I don't don't remember what what the dubbed version actually said, but I imagine it was probably something pretty similar. (laughs) Yeah. But, but yeah, you know, eventually they make up anyway, Tore and Shady Meat. Yes, yeah. And you get... Then he gets to sing a song from The Wiz, which is good. Which was like the most awkward performance because he was not looking to be in a drag show by any means. He just was like there and she was getting ready to like go on, I think kind of as like her first full show, you know, as the lead in it. And her opener was not there or was running late or wasn't going to be able to make it or something. And then she's just like let's put him out there let's let's do him up and put him out and i don't think he'd ever sang a song before in his life no and he doesn't even get through like the beginning of the song and then they're like okay (laughs) he's just like okay that's enough welcome shady meat i did like that they called him torah torah the explorer (laughs) yeah i was like oh because when he came out in the little bob i was like what is this but that that fits, I guess. Yeah, it works. Probably the you know the wig they had that fit his head. <laughs> I like. I guess you wouldn't have noticed this in the dub, but a lot of the things like that Shady Meat was saying, whenever she would say things that were typically like you know uh, expressions that are used in the in the gay or drag community, a lot of them she was just saying in English. Okay. So she would slip between Swedish and English for a lot of that stuff. So it was kind of an interesting, like, linguistic yeah. thing to hear as well. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like the whole, um, that one, what does she say? Something about to to live, no, what is it? To, to talk or to die, to speak or to die. Like, she has a quote, um, skipping ahead. You know, if you find someone you like, just go for it. Otherwise, you can just die. To speak or to die. And, like, in, she would say that in English. Yeah. You know, so it was an interesting linguistic thing. Cool. <laughs> but, I, I actually didn't have too many quotes for this. I didn't thing. either. Yeah. Really have to be written down. <laughs> yeah. But um, is there anything else that we should talk about before we get to quotes? I think that's, I think that's pretty much the long and short of it. I'll be interested to see, yeah, if there's a season two, what will happen. I, I have to honestly say that, like, I'm not, I don't feel as invested in this series or these characters as I have in like other first seasons of shows we've watched but Agreed. I would I would watch the second if it came out just to know you know yeah, what happened really okay yeah and like the way the show kind of wraps up is like he 
goes back to Lynn, kind of shows up bloodied after he bashes his own head into a wall after leaving Eric's house. And he goes to Lynn's and she bandages him up and um, kind of forces him to go visit his dad's grave for the first time. And ultimately, like, he he's very upset that MJ is gone and the man who bought him won't give him back because he's got like a young kid who's already in love with this dog he doesn't want to give it back now so him and lynn and he's like in full drag go and break into this person's house essentially and steal the dog back and the guy's daughter sees um like tori taking the dog and she's like when her mother asks her what's wrong she says what 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 show was it um there's some show about drag queens RuPaul? <laughs> like, drag like, Race? Hmm? Is it Drag Race? Yes, yeah. Some a contestant from Drag Race stole MJ <laughs> or stole Cher because they renamed the dog Cher. And she, her mother's like, are you having a dream? <laughs> yeah, a nightmare again. Nightmare. <laughs> um, but then they, they kind of have to end up running away with the dog because they realize the dog is missing. <laughs> <laughs> And that's kind of how they end it. Like, Lynn and Tori and MJ are just, like, driving away in their car. And it's unclear if they're going to, you know, be arrested for stealing this person's dog at that point. But it's really Tori's dog. So, I mean, it's hard. It's, it's, I don't, I don't even know what side the law would side on. Right. <laughs> that's but, um. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I would watch season two. Like you said, I am not. I, I didn't like Tori so much through most of the season that I don't feel very invested in like what his future is. But like, if the next season was like him as a better person, I'd be more interested. <laughs> so. Yeah, same. But yeah, do you have any quotes? Two. The one by Lynn from the very beginning when she says, "You can't stay teetotal and find some cock. It's impossible." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was a good one. I, the only other one I had besides the um, to speak or to die thing was the old lady. So this might be yours. But she, uh, he mentions LSD and she's like, do you think I just twiddled my thumbs throughout the 60s? Shall we have a cup yeah. of tea? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what was my other question. <laughs> oh, Tori, do you think I just sat on my hands during the 60s? <laughs> <laughs> love that. And I love that she did get the chance really to dance. done LSD before that point. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I did love that, yeah, she got the chance to dance with her husband once more like she wanted to. Yeah, even though it kind of backfires and she has to be put into a home then and Tori gets fired from his job. And <laughs> yeah, whoops. Eventually arrested, who knows? <laughs> who knows? There's a thing we will find out. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that's pretty much uh, the entire season of Tori. <laughs> it's worth watching um but go into it expecting much more of a serious drama than anything comedic <laughs> yeah definitely and uh yeah <clears throat> I, but, I i did enjoy the watch yeah same but yeah so feel free to let us know what you thought over on twitter slash x at nnl podcast or you can send us an email to navigating netflix originals at gmail.com Yep, we're always happy to take uh, suggestions, um, but I guess until then. Until we decide <laughs> what we're going to do next time, whether yep. it be a movie or a series. <laughs> mm -hmm. Thanks again, everyone, and bye. Goodbye.